Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Greetings and welcome to episode 276 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. What's up? Barb, I do believe this might be the first time you're recording not from Florida? I am in Oregon. Not only am I in Oregon, but I am in God's country, and I absolutely love it out here. (laughs) Yes, that's where I'm recording. Yeah, I do believe I text you earlier, say, hey, you got some time today? And you're like, dude, it's like 6.30 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) I actually dropped my kids off and my son's girlfriend at 5.50 a.m. to go sturgeon fishing, which they're being really successful. And that makes me happy. So I'm just relaxing. I went for a run and um, doing the podcast, which is running in a gorge, you said, right? Yeah, it's the Columbia River Gorge. What the hell's a gorge? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we have those in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So what's happening? Well, me. we just want to give everyone a quick reminder that we are quickly approaching the Ladies of the Mill Summit mm-hmm. that's happening this month on July 21st and the 22nd. This all-including event has some amazing guests on stage and a cool masquerade party planned for Friday night. Yeah, what are you wearing? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Phantom of the Opera. Good for you. I made the commitment at Lab Day Chicago, and I think I'm going to stick with it, even though I thought about switching to Batman, because he does wear a mask. No, no, no. (laughs) You are kind of fun, though, gotta say. Yeah. So on Saturday, Barb and I will be on stage recording the podcast live and in front of the audience for the first time. I know so excited both barb and i have been on stage numerous times but this will be our first time on stage together with a guest with a guest so it's gonna be interesting so make sure you come be part of the fun register at ladies of the today fantastic can't wait usually this time of the year we spend a lot of time talking about the triathlon to raise money for the foundation yep. i know I know, Elvis, because that's all I do right now, okay? Even when I'm on vacation, I'm training. Did you bring your bike? No. Oh, then you're not really training. (laughs) training. No, I guess not. So we have decided to give everyone a break and not mention the triathlon during the introduction this week. All right. So you didn't just mention it at all. That's because this whole episode is about the race for the future and the foundation of dental laboratory technology. Yay, us. (laughs) That's right. We are so passionate about this event and the cause, we brought on three others to talk about it. Now, we understand that this conversation might not be everyone's cup of tea. True. But you have to see the true value in what the foundation is doing. And I hope do you guys like literally please 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 you got to hear this and that the foundation is bringing quality education and opportunities to the people in our industry yeah so let's get right to it joining us is the current chair of the foundation owner of triad dental studios and one of my favorite people in the world martha martin 
Also joining in the conversation is Nicole Jackson, who runs the dental technician program at the Milwaukee Area Technical College, also an avid triathlete. Yeah, baby. And she sits on the board of the foundation. Awesome. And we're also joined by Lindsay Rowan, who basically runs the whole foundation with her role at Partners in Association Management. So collectively... Yeah, yeah. And with four past participants on the recording, we're going to break down the triathlon, how you can donate, and where the money goes to help the industry. And remember that 100% of the money goes right back to it. It really does. I'm just so thrilled and honored to be a part of it. As am I. So join us as we chat with Martha Martin, Nicole Jackson, and Lindsay Rowan. And Barbara. And Barbara. And and Elvis. Elvis. (laughs) Did you know that Ivoclar has a whole new generation of lab scanners? The new Progress Scan PS3 and PS5 provide true-to-detail, high-resolution, and accurate scans for coordinated digital workflows that are precise, fast, and of course, always accurate. The PS3 and PS5 are powered by the popular and intuitive Dental CAD software from ExoCAD. Whether you're looking for your first scanner to upgrade or add to your existing scanners, the PrograScan may be the one for you. So customize your digital journey. Reach out to your friendly Ivoclar sales representative to select a scanner that matches the needs of your lab. Do it today. Let them know you heard about it on the podcast, as we always appreciate your support, Ivoclar. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. Everybody ready? Yes. Ready as I've ever been. We're just going to jump right into it. We have a full house on today's podcast talking about something that Barb and I are pretty passionate about and also all the people on this call are probably even more passionate than Barb and I are. We're talking about the foundation for dental laboratory technology and the race for the future. The great triathlon that Barb and I talk way too much about. Oh yeah! Welcome everybody. How are you? Great, great. Good. Thank you for having us today. Absolutely. So let's do quick introductions. We're going to start off with somebody who was on our third episode. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. Five years ago. And you came back maybe one or two other times, but we're yes. happy to welcome back Martha Martin who owns Triad Dental Lab, or Studio. Is it Studio? Yes, Triad Dental Studio. Dental Studio. Who is the chair of the foundation? Yes, for 2023. And I'm so excited and honored as well. Nice. So also joining us is Nicole Jackson, who was on not too long ago, maybe about a year, I think. Yep. From the Milwaukee school for dental technology how are you yep um milwaukee area title college glad to be here and excited to have this conversation today yes and your role with the foundation is treasurer i'm on the executive committee right now and then uh supporting like the financials area nice and also an avid triathlete absolutely right 
And then behind the scenes, running the whole show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. We we all we all know what you really do now. Come on. <laughs> we do. Yes. Uh, and 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 I'm I'm Delane because I can't remember if your last name is Rowan or Rodin. Rowan. Rowan. <laughs> Lindsay yes. Rowan. How you are you? Got it. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna kind of have a big group conversation about the race for the future. But first, let's talk about exactly what the foundation is. Lindsay, why don't you give us a rundown of the foundation as as general? And then Martha will kind of have you update us on what's going on currently. Sure. Okay. So the foundation um, was created in 2008 by its sister organizations, the NBC and the NADL. Um, and the shortest way to put it is the purpose of the foundation is to advance the profession of dental laboratory technology through education. So with that, one of our biggest programs are our grant and scholarship program. We also um, provide education through various means on our website, webinars, that kind of thing. And we are a 501c3 charitable organization, meaning all of our everything that we do is funded solely through donors. So what does that mean? You're not selling anything? <laughs> It means every grant, every scholarship that we are able to provide comes from those who support our industry. So the more money we get, the more we can circulate it back into the industry. Beautiful. So I'll give you, I'll date myself. So 2008, I was sitting at the Vegas Vision 21 meeting with my father at the time. And that was the very first announcement um, that you guys had made to all of us sitting in the crowd was that you were um, creating the Foundation for Dental Laboratory Technology. And I knew at that very minute, and this was a long time ago, that I wanted to be involved with it because I was just so impressed that we were creating that for our industry as a way for us to give back and educate. And um, so, God, how long ago was that? So that was what, 13 years ago, 14 years ago? I can't do math. Yeah, I can't either. (laughs) Well, you haven't left us since. So yeah, and look at how far we've come. Yeah. So just, I just always loved it. I was always super surprised and excited and just the whole deal was just amazing to me. So, so what sparked the creation of it. I mean, what like happened that made everyone say, "Eh, I think we need to have a whole separate organization. I don't know the answer to that. Well, since Barb already dated herself, um, (laughs) (laughs) she might be the best one to answer that question. All I remember was um, talking to Ricky and Bennett at the time, and they just felt like there needed to be an outlet for us, you know, as a community and an organization to be able to give back, especially to people that were wanting to become CDTs and want in higher education. And they felt like that was our purpose and our mission being the NADL at the time to form that sort of organization for our industry. That's a short answer. I could totally be wrong, but that's kind of what I remember anyways. We'll believe you. It sounds it sounds good. <laughs> and unless Bennett listens to this, he's like, "Hell no, that's wrong." He can he can phone in later. We'll have call in guests that yeah. can correct all of us. So, Martha, when you heard about the foundation, what drew you to participate? 
Well, I love this industry, and obviously I was brought into the industry by my late husband, Matt, and attended many, many meetings since the year. Actually, my first meeting was in 1999, and I went to the Visions meeting. I joined him there and just fell in love with it. And obviously, being with Matt and watching him through the years and how much he loved education, learning, and was just constantly seeking out new ideas, new ways of doing things. And you can't be present in that situation and not, you know, embrace it. And then when I found out about the foundation, I thought, well, this is a really good way to be involved. And we wanted to give back. Matt and I both did. And what a perfect avenue for me to get involved. He was so busy with everything here at the lab, but it was something that I could do to help with. Mm -hmm. So here I am. And I think I've been part of the board since maybe 2018. Is that right, Lindsay? Five years? Mm, I also can't math. (laughs) I do know that, unfortunately, we have to give you the boot at the end of this year. Oh, no. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. Yes. But hopefully we've got new people sliding in to help take my place and then I can help support them. How about that? That's the plan. So, Martha, I was talking to you at the last meeting. So you've got a goal for this race for the future, and it is so many teams. Can you tell everybody listening how many teams your goal is this year? My goal was to have 10 teams. Wow. Okay, which is 30. So each doing like one part, one segment of the race, right? So about 30 people. Yes, but now I know there's one person who runs all or who participates in all legs of the race. Let's just put it that way arms, legs. So <laughs> we count this person as her own team. Okay. To a degree. Cool. All right. Do we Let's know do who that. we're talking about? <laughs> yes, it is Barb. <laughs> and how many years have you done that, Barb? Well, I think this is going to be my ninth year. Uh, That's crazy. Is this the eight? Lindsay, what year is this? <laughs> <laughs> we are on 9.0. Okay. So I missed one. So this will be my eighth one. I was going through a rough time in my life. And so I skipped one. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was out one. So this is my eighth. Yep. And 2020 was non-existent because of COVID, but. Yes, we had to skip that. So, but, you know, I was thinking I have made myself some notes and just some talking points. And Barb, you have been such a big contributor to the foundation and to the race. And just your presence in the race draws a lot of people and it's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Absolutely, Barb. I rode 12 yes. miles this morning on my bike. Just saying. You're kidding me. No. You I'm already it. training. I'm tired of being slow on the bike. But Nicole, <laughs> you're a biker. <laughs> I know, Nicole, you're a biker, right? Last year? Yeah, last year I, I did do biking. First year I did running. This year I'm going to be running again. Wow. So you're a runner and a biker. Yeah. I mean, I, I like being an all around athlete too. But Barb, I mean, you whoop my butt. So I'm telling you, you're my motivation Aww. as far as getting stronger, faster, quicker. So I, I I too, I couldn't, you know, say enough as Martha did. We really appreciate everything that you do. Elvis, you too. I'm so excited that you're participating this year and it's just going to be a great, great race and industry event for all of us. So yeah, I can't wait. So when did you do your first race, Nicole? This will be my third. Third. Okay. I'm just glad we didn't have to ask Lindsay what date. (laughs) 
I had not met Nicole in person yet. And so I am looking through this crowd of thousands of people <laughs> oh my goodness. with a picture pulled up on my phone trying to spot her. Because <laughs> everybody looks like their profile picture. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not all wearing the same color swim cap or anything like that. No, not at all. <laughs> but it all turned out and it was meant to be. Yep. Do we have anybody participating or signed up for the Saturday race this year? Or are we all going toward the Sunday? We just kind of uh, decided no super sprints for any of us. That's what I thought. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, That's it's, going to be easier. It's sure. easier. The, the super sprint's about eight miles away. And, you know, especially if we're on a relay team, the super sprint is is doable for anyone. So, we don't let it, we don't let anybody do the super sprint anymore. Okay, so everybody needs to be aware of that. No Saturday. We don't we don't advertise it. My group actually wanted to do the super sprint. Oh, stop and I, that! No, I'm serious, and I told them that I don't want to drive three hours to run 1.5 miles. So <laughs> I have to say, Elvis, I did it one year because I wanted to get a feel for like the transition because I had never sure. done a triathlon before. Yeah, it was. A little bit of a joke and I don't mean that from an athletic standpoint you like you run into the water and that's already tracking your yardage and so you can like stand the whole time you're swimming it was just very very short and if you were to do it on a relay I'd say it's good practice but it's you know yeah it's very small it's like four steps for me I'd be like all right <laughs> it is kind but of let's not discourage people if you want to come and you want to raise money I mean, sure. we're not going to stop people And I don't want to undermine anybody it. who wants yeah. to do a super sprint triathlon because it was still hard. Sure. <laughs> I still struggled. Well, some people were doing Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Time. Right. I remember that. Didn't Sean Nowak do like all three at one year? Probably. Yeah, it sounds like something he would do. It does. <laughs> it really does. Nicole, who is on your team this year? The team this year is going to be my husband as well. He's going to participate and then he'll do the biking and then um nina rapiano oh yeah she's uh with jensen she'll be doing the swimming i just met her yeah i met her and she told me that i was like oh god you gotta train because that swim's tough it is tough. great well can we discuss the transitions just a little bit because Lindsay, you just brought that up and how to transition is there any pointers that all of you who have raced would like to say about transitions Anything? Barb's the one that actually transitions the most. I just stood there and waited for someone to show up. <laughs> okay. Okay. But still, that's part of the pass off. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a team or as an individual, the transition part of it, if you really like are not high maintenance and you try to save as much time as you can, I literally get out of the water and I run all the way to my bike, throw on my shoes, throw on my top and go. And literally it takes me like a minute and a half. Some people sit down and put their shoes on and their <laughs> socks on and dry themselves off. I mean, you can literally save four or five minutes of your sure. total time team total or individual total in those transitions. And so for me, I'm a really slow biker. I really focus on trying to get through through the transitions as quickly and as rapidly as possible so I can make up a lot of time. But that's just for me. But yeah, I mean, any anybody that's on your team, 
talk about it and say, okay, you know, as soon as you get to the transition, boom. I don't, don't you guys have to give them um, the ankle timer? Yeah. That's how it works? Yeah, yeah, we pass along the little... Uh, it looks like we're like a tracker. Ha- we're, it looks like we're on house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you allowed to have someone help you through the transition who is not racing? Let me ask you that. No, nope. like, no, no. Okay. No, they don't allow anybody. What's nice about it too is they lock your bikes up. Everything Good. is really safe. You know, they make okay. sure that, that there's somebody there all night long. And then, yeah, it's only you. You can't even have like a radio or headphones or anything or in and out. And they check your badges. They check your number. They check everything to make sure that you're the right person going in and out of them. Yeah, it's very okay. well put together. Awesome. And how many people is there usually? I want to say that the one year I went, there was like 9,000 people. Is that correct? Uh, oh, yeah. There's a lot. Um, there is a lot. This is not a small race by any means. Not at all. I mean, it's more organized. Like last year was really good the way that they had everything set up. Everybody's there to support each other. You know, when you're on a team-based flow, it's kind of like everybody works together to make sure that you're comfortable. You're in the transition area waiting for the person to come out from whatever stent of the race and pass the tracker on to you. And I would say too, and I'm sure everybody agrees, like there's all type of athletic levels. I mean, it's really basically what you want to do to push yourself. I mean, the goal is to just complete whatever portion you're in, of course. But I mean, I've seen anything and everything. People doing backstrokes in the water, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, people running with like full costume gear on, you know, for the running portion, like they're just kind of like, Again, it's, it's just a camaraderie of participating in it and that all are welcome and everyone will be supported throughout that process. So if there's any questions at any point in time, I know, you know, for anybody that might be considering racing or, you know, coming back and racing again, that we're all here to help. So if there's any questions, you know, definitely reach out to any of us and we'll provide whatever feedback we can to support and help you in that. Sure. Yeah. And one thing I'll say to that too is keep in mind if you know Barb, Barb is there to win. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't have to run from the water to the bike transition because it is like a 500 yard yeah. distance to get to the transition area. You can absolutely leisurely walk and catch a breath through that. Um, I think that's something that deters some people from participating in the triathlon is they think they're not fast enough or they haven't trained or that kind of thing. I mean, like Nicole said, you can backstroke the whole way through the swim and they have buoys that you can hold on to on the way. You can walk um, again from transition into the bike. If your team is just there to support the foundation, then by all means, completion is the number one goal. And then just of course, raising funds for the purpose. Right. And that's a really well said too, Lindsay. And I, and, and Nicole yes. also is that I remember the very first year that I did it, I was on a relay and I remember looking at all the different people, different sizes, different lengths, short, tall ages. And they were just all out there just, you know, doing personal things for either themselves or raising money or doing something. And it was such a an emotional experience to see all of those people just out there, just going for it. Good, bad, or indifferent. You know, they were just out there and they were, and they were just doing their first triathlon or their 10th or whatever. But yeah, it's, it's all shapes and sizes, all fitness levels, and definitely a lot of support. That's for sure. 
Yeah, and then when you cross the finish line, it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody's cheering. Yep. Yes. Oh, yes. And one thing, Barb, you just said, it's emotional. It is. And to see the teams from our industry together and knowing that people are out there participating for the foundation, it is it's very wow. emotional for me. Yeah. It is so heartwarming. It feels just, it's awesome. And no, I am not a racer, but this is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> cowbell, cowbell. Cowbell oh, yeah. is here. When you come by and I'm out there, you're going to get the cowbell. Yeah, the first cowbell on the podcast. Thank you. Love it. You're welcome. (laughs) Someone had to do it. That's right. So let's say someone's listening and they're interested. Hey, I got two friends. I want to do it, but I'm a little intimidated. What's the sign up process like? And then what's it like leading up to those races? Because when I went that first time, it was daunting going to this thing. Yes. Sign up online. I want to say... It's a couple hundred dollars, isn't it? Yeah. You get your team, you get a hotel room, which is Chicago, so there's plenty of hotel rooms around. But the day before the race, is that when everything starts? Isn't that registration day, on-site registration? So they have packet pickup and stuff, The yes. I think it's the two days prior And it is important to note, too, if you're on a relay, which, again, most are at this point, Barb is the only one that we know of that's participating individually in all three legs of the triathlon. But at least one person from your team will have to pick up your packet, which has your tracker in it, your numbers, that kind of thing, your swim cap that will have all that information. And um, you will have to do that prior to the race. They have several time slots. Uh, throughout the days leading up to the event and it's at the host hotel which is hilton chicago yeah so you will have to do that they also barb correct me if i'm wrong you can rack your bike i believe the day before the race as well right yep yeah i would say anything you can do beforehand to make the day of less stressful yes and of course if you are participating with the race for the future I would team up with one of us who have done it before because mm-hmm. it is massive and it I'm sure it can be daunting for the first go around. So like Nicole said earlier, you know, just call one of us, text one of us, find one of us. You're not there alone. We've done it. Most of us have done it before or at least been present before and can help kind of direct where to go and what to do and that kind of thing. So for people who are cycling, do most people bring their bicycles with them or are some of them renting them because I do know some people rent them instead of shipping them there so I took a call from somebody called me last week so uh, I've done it five times and I ship my bike I take it to a local bike shop here um, in town they ship it to the cycle shop which is literally quarter of a mile from the Hilton Chicago they put everything back together for me it's 30 bucks I go get it the day before the race, take it to my hotel room or take it and rack it. And then I bring a shipping label. I bring it back to the cycle shop. They put it back in the box and they ship it back home for me. It's literally super easy. Um, You can ride ride a bike. You just have to research or rent a bike. You have to research um, bike rentals downtown Chicago. There's several areas, several shops there. Um, they give you different choices, but you need to do it like, you know, in the next week or so. You can't sure. wait to the very minute because there's a lot of people doing that. 
But I just find um, shipping my own personal bike and having, you know, everything that I'm used to training on, it's really not that hard. And it's called the Cycle Shop, and it's down the street from the Hilton. Cool. Really easy. Super convenient. It only costs you 30 bucks. Cost me 30 bucks to have them. Well, basically, they just put everything back together. They put the pedals back on and the yeah. um, seat back on. And it's like, you know, probably a 10-minute job for them. And yeah, yeah, it's nice. really cheap. Super convenient. And on the opposite side of that, I am not a biker at all. I was the one that was leisurely strolling Chicago during my bike portion. (laughs) You had a basket on the front. So me even bringing a bike wasn't an option. So I've rented a bike. Like Barb said, there's several places. I know Bobby's bike hike is one that many use. Um, There's also another one called Bike and Roll. And so if you don't own a bike or you haven't ridden a bike in 20 years or whatever it may be, that is also an easy option because it's Chicago. They're everywhere. So you can find plenty that are within reasonable distance to where you're going to be racing. But I would imagine most people are worried about the swim. Yeah. Let's talk about swimming in Lake Michigan. It's Um, the best part. It is the best part. (laughs) It's the easiest part, right? Depends who you ask. (laughs) I'm just saying, two years ago when we were under that major heat advisory, I've never been more thankful to be doing the swim. Yeah. (laughs) And the last time, 2019, when I was on a team, they canceled the swim because current or waves or something. It was rough. That's right. I remember that. And I remember people trying to be out there even on Saturday and they were like, no, you can't swim. And people were saying, I want to swim. I want to swim. <laughs> no, you can't swim. It was, it was hilarious. Part, yeah. I, that the swimming's the scariest for me personally. And it's also the most treacherous because it is scary, but you can either wear a wetsuit if it's wetsuit legal, which I think it is in Lake Michigan, or you can swim in your triathlon outfit or running gear, which is what I always do because I don't have a wetsuit in Florida and I train in Florida. So what's the point? So you get in the water and it's super cold. But I mean, once you start swimming, you don't really need a wetsuit. You just go and yeah, you got to, I personally think if you're going to swim in the in the triathlon, you should be getting in the pool at least two to three times a week for at least two months before you before you jump in lake michigan unless you're just a good swimmer like sean nowak or marlon well he's getting in the pool way more than that every week anyway (laughs) but for me you know i've already been in the pool and you just have to get in there so you just you know you know that either way even if it is treacherous you can still make it because you've trained or you know how to swim or you just like swimming like you Lindsay, i think you you're a swimmer so you just go but I do like swimming. I'm not like a swimmer or anything like that. But, you know, to those who aren't, you you can take as many breaks as you want. And yeah. there's lifeguards everywhere. Yes. Yeah. You can't go past a certain point. Tom Love and Gary Ocko, if, if you're worried oh, yeah. about swimming, you should talk to them. They made their own strokes along the way. Yep. <laughs> they made it. Yep. But there's never been anything that's happened to anybody that I believe in nine years, except for Nick, who who had the heat uh, issue on the run the one year. But everybody's always made it. Everybody's mm-hmm. always gotten through it. Everybody's always been, you know, walking right down the sidewalk, Paula and Morris and Martha and Matt cheering us on. So every time you take a breath in the yeah. water, you're looking over and you're seeing somebody that you love that's 
That's screaming, right. you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And I tell you what, when you're gulping water and you're getting <laughs> thrown around in there, it's it me it's very, very meaningful to see your peers, you know, Absolutely. just cheering you on. I, I just love that. I have goosebumps right now, but that's like one of the most amazing things for me is just I do too, Barb. Body. Just just thinking about it. How many years yeah. I've done that and I just love that. I love yeah. seeing you guys participate. And for the swim, now swim is first. What time do they usually have the first group go in? It's early in the morning. It's like 530. Oh, so yeah, that's for the individuals. So like Barb could go super early. The relays, this is another cool part about being on a relay too, is they all start at the same time. So like age kind of goes out the window. There's no like wave of ages within the relay so that as far as I've been participating, the relays usually get in the water somewhere in the nine o'clock hour. Yeah. 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 And you all get in the water at the same time. So that's pretty cool. And if you're competitive, you can kind of race your peers on the swim because you all started at the same time. We should note that for the swim, it's not out into Lake Michigan and back. It's like along a shore. Right. Yeah. So you're never really like out in open water and yeah. totally in the middle of nowhere. It's just like a long, I don't want to say a shore because it's like a, I don't know, a wall, right? It's a straightaway. And Barb, you brought up the best point and I'm so glad you did too. It's the only portion of the triathlon that somebody that you know can actually watch you the whole time. So, so cool. that is extra yeah. comfort if you are scared to swim. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember one year, I was swimming and my husband just walked along the side while I swam. And I just, I saw him the whole time and it was so cool. We took videos. We've done that before too, of people in the water. So I love it. Now, do you have choices regarding the time slot that you're in? Like Barb, do you get a choice or do they just sign you up? This is the time you start. It's um, per age. So it's whatever age group you're in, you've got a different hat. So if I'm in your 50s to 55, I've got a blue hat. So they put everybody in that and they let you know, okay, this is, and that's what's good about going the day before. Because when you go to the expo, you get everything you need to know. What time do you start? Where's the map of the run? Where's the map of the swim? Where's the map of the bike? And then you see exactly what time you start. And then they have these nice little people holding up these big giant numbers of rows and then you just find your number and you go in and and then you just kind of walk till you go it's really really well organized yeah there's a great video that you're required to watch that a guy like i don't know moderates um who's been doing it i think he talked about he's been doing it for you know 20 years but it really gives you a lowdown of what you need, where you need to be, when, and what you can expect. Awesome. That's great information. Yep. And that's available Friday and Saturday. Okay. So, and I know also Saturday we're planning a pre-race dinner. Is that the right term for it, Lindsay? Would I call it the pre-race dinner or just a dinner for the participants? Pre-race dinner Saturday evening. We don't know the exact details, but for the participants, the people who are there, we're going to have a dinner and it is always so much fun. Yeah. We usually do pizza like Gina's East or something so that all the racers can kind of load up on carbs, Carb up. Um, beer, whatever right. you want. Yes. Beer. So Fine. yeah, as soon as we have all those time and exact location um, information okay. available, we'll let everybody know, but yes, absolutely. Yes. And another thing I wanted to talk about. So for the racers, 
there's different ways you can raise money for support for the foundation. So for the participants, and I know, Barb, you have done various different things over the years, and oh. it's just amazing what you have come up with. But I know there's been a bake sale, and hasn't there, has there been luncheons too, possibly? Oh, yeah, we did a, a taco lunch last year. That's what um, I thought. Brownies, mm-hmm. cookies. Um, we try to do something probably every other week here at Night Dental for, for me for raising money. And we put up pictures and, you know, a little bit about the foundation and what we do sure. so that everybody knows, you know, what it's for. And everybody can kind of feel like they're getting involved and, and you right. know, it's motivating for me because it's really helpful to everybody. You can do it. You can do it. Plus, um, we raise money. So, yeah, we I try to be, you know, do something different every year. We thought about doing maybe like um, a car wash or a garage sale. But for me, food is love. People love food. So <laughs> that's always a real winner. Yes. And another thing, and I know it has been done in the past by various racers. And I know, Elvis, you just put this out or Voices from the Bench did on Facebook. And that's the Facebook what would we call that? Fundraiser? Yeah. 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 We created a, our group, Matt Williamson and Bobby Kenny started a Facebook donation. Is that what it's called? Oh, the name that. of your, the abutments or something the like abutments. that? The abutments. The abutments. Okay. I thought that was a clever name. And then I'm looking online. Look at some of these other great names for teams. Curve of Speed. That's great. <laughs> that is great. First Impressions. Okay. Dental Tech Tryhards. <laughs> this is great. Lithium Trisilicates. Oh, I love that. That is. I thought ours was clever. <laughs> I love these names. So for the pre-race dinner, you guys need to like be making sure that we all understand or know your names here for your teams. Oh, for we'll sure. have to do some photos of that. There's a weird name here. What is this? Bob, Barb Warner. Oh. <laughs> yeah, where did you find that? Where are you reading that from? Because I saw that yesterday, Elvis. That way people know where to go to support everybody. So you go to the dentallabfoundation.org and click the link for Race for the Future 9.0. And you scroll down and it gives you all the information. Plus it gives the team names. This is the first time I've seen them. Awesome. I love it. And then let's see another thing. Some people send out emails to people who have supported them in the past. So usually yeah. every year I get a couple of emails from people I have supported reminding me, you know, about being able to support them, which I love that too. So there's so many different ways you can raise sponsorship and support for the foundation. So How much money has the race? Hold on, Elvis, you've got some crazy echo. Yeah, I don't know where Every it's time you talk, from. it's like really weird. Yeah, I don't I've know. Never, I've never heard it before. It's gone yeah. now. Yeah. So how much money has... so how much money (laughs) can i fill in the blanks (laughs) so how much money has the race raised over the last nine races oh wow so lucky for you all i knew you were gonna ask that yeah she's the best So um, this is to date as of today, June 20th. Obviously, our intent is that we will continue to raise funds through um, the race because we're still about two months out. But to date, since the first launch in 2014, now, again, we did not have a race in 2020. 
We've raised approximately $650,000 just from the race for the future. That's crazy. Wow. And this year, actually, we've raised the most via sponsorship to date. Now, that's not total amount. We haven't surpassed our most amount raised yet. That was in 2018, but we have the most sponsorship to date this year. Wow. Let's touch upon that real quick. That's awesome. Because I'm looking at these sponsors because I'm doing research on the website. There are a lot of new names on here. There are. I love it. I do too. It's amazing. I am overwhelmed by that. But what we're doing is we're getting it out there. And just the race, this 600 and some thousand dollars, think about how many people this has helped in our industry. And we're continuing to move it forward. And one of the best sayings on the Voices of the Bench t-shirts is Stronger Together. That is my favorite shirt. I wear it all the time when I work out. And I just love it. But it's bringing our community together and it's keeping us moving forward. And I'm humbled to be part of that, even though I'm not a technician, but I'm part of it. <laughs> what are some of the sponsorships that this is all going to? Oh, we have a list. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, you want me to start? Do you want to fill in? I don't sure, know. I can start and you can chime in or anybody okay. can chime in. Um, so because all of our money is, again, everything that we do is donor funded. So we don't earmark specifically where this is going to go because that changes based on the industry as we know this is a very ever-evolving industry so we don't earmark it however just to name a few things that we've done and this is just honestly in the past two or three years so not even since the race started but hopefully everyone has seen some of these opportunities but we've launched the cdt hardship grant which kind of came about during covid COVID, yes yep and basically somebody who was experiencing some any type of hardship it originally started with a COVID-19 hardship and then we expanded it to any hardship basically they could apply for this grant and it would cover their CDT renewal so we didn't want anyone's worries or what they were going through during that time and now we're still offering it to hinder them maintaining their CDT designation. Obviously, yeah. we hold that to a very high standard. That's nice. Yep. We brought back the NADL University grant. That I'm grant was so excited. Yep. That grant was previously being funded by a strategic partner. Now we brought it back based off of money that we've received strictly from foundation donors. So that's no longer partnered with anyone. That's just foundation donors. Um, so we brought that back last year. We're continuing that this year. That application deadline is actually July 15th. So that's coming up. And we have, let's see, Elvis, the great thing about NADL University, I have attended it twice. I just have to talk about this. The first time was in 2008. The next time was in 2015. If you have never attended that, and I know I'm getting off track here, but I can't help it. You never attended it. You need to go, but it because it is a great networking opportunity for our industry. Mm-hmm. And 2008 met Jeff Strunk. Oh my goodness! So still good friends with him. 
2015, I met Elvis. <laughs> you know? Oh, Lord. The rest is history. The rest is history. And that was before Voices of the Bench started. But, yeah. you know, yeah. that relationship started, that networking, that camaraderie, and it's been excellent. And there were so many other people in both of those classes that I continually keep up with. And we can reach out to each other at any time. So mm-hmm. NADL University, if you've not attended, you need to go. And I'm thrilled that the foundation is able to offer grants for that. Absolutely. Okay. Sorry. Couldn't help it. <laughs> That's great. So we've also launched, this was brand new as of late 2022, so last year, the NADL Vision 21 grants. Um, yes. which covered tuition for individuals to attend the 2023 meeting. We're actually going to be offering that again for the 2024 Vision 21 meeting. So we turned that grant around pretty quickly and actually received more applications than we expected, just given the quick turnaround time. Um, and we were able to award more than we were planning on, which is awesome. I love it. Pretty similar situation, too, for another new grant that we launched late last year which is the Leadership Development Grant, um, which covered tuition for individuals to attend the Leadership Development Workshop, which actually just took place last month. It was in May in Charlotte, North Carolina. But same exact situation. We received more applications than we were anticipating. You know, given brand new grant, we don't know what the turnout's going to be and didn't have as much time to market it. But we were able to award 10. So that's awesome. So any of you listening, this is what the foundation is doing. And I am just so thrilled this year of all of the new things that we have added. And it's not just one, it's multiple things. Just like this leadership development grant, we ended up, how many did we end up with? At least 10 or did we end up adding more? We awarded 10. The foundation awarded 10. That's 10. That's great. And then the NADL Vision 21 grant. I don't know. I think everyone on this podcast was there, but so many new faces this year, young faces coming in. It's awesome. Well, and I think what's important to note too, is that we're able to do this because of the generosity of our sponsors, of the individuals that are backing and supporting because of our industry supporting one another, we're able to facilitate these options. And it's so, so important because ultimately it's just bringing us all together and empowering one another to become better. And really just, you know, again, it's amazing to see the full picture of this, you know, through personal experiences and hearing feedback from others. A lot of the feedback is being shared like on the social media sites. And we're trying to, again, just facilitate that so that people see what a difference you know, you are making and we're so appreciative. I noticed a few of these grants and scholarships are directly from companies. Is that an option for companies if they want to get involved to sponsor a scholarship? Um, We take each of those situations on a case-by-case basis. Mm -hmm. So there's no like straightforward answer to that. We do have some strategic partners as you obviously as you're looking at, but so that the listeners are aware with Spear Education, PTC, um, we've done Poise in the past. So I, I'm, I wouldn't throw anything off the table. That's just an individual conversation that we would have should sure. they come forward with an opportunity. 
And one thing as well this year, we've increased the amount of CDT pillar scholarships as well as RG pillar scholarships. And I think those are awesome too because I love seeing certification, keep the certification going and more and more people. It's awesome. What does that mean, pillar? Pillar for registered graduates of dental schools. So we have the CDT Pillar Scholarship and the RG Pillar Scholarship. We offer them both twice a year. CDT, the intent is to pay for the three examinations that make up the CDT exam process. The RG Pillar Scholarship pays for the RG examination, which is one would take after or within one year of graduating from a dental laboratory technology program. So they're two separate grants. And yes, we ha- we received more applications for both this past spring than we have to date. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So what do you think fun. the difference is? Do you think that your social media and all of the marketing that you're doing to try to get these grants out to our industry and the public and let them know? Because, I mean, you're definitely, all I keep hearing you guys say is that we had more applications mm-hmm. than we ever thought we would. What do you think the difference is? Yeah, I mean, I at least like to think that it a lot of it has to do with word of mouth. So people like everyone on on this call right now um, obviously has known about the foundation for a long time. I definitely think some of it has to do with marketing, allocated more funds into marketing than we have in the past. Definitely an increased uptick on social media. And we're also working really hard with NADL and NBC. Again, we are sister organizations kind of with, you know, our own individual purposes, but all three organizations have noticed, you know, just the confusion amongst the industry of who does what. And so the three organizations have been working together as a team to try to make it everybody understand we are one and getting all of the boards involved. We're getting ready to combine our social media pages just to kind of eliminate some of the industry confusion. And we're all just supporting each other. So, I mean, word of mouth, social media, print advertising, I think it's all kind of coming into play into one. I love it. And all of the sponsors that we have for the race, obviously that gets the word out too, Mm -hmm. because if it's, individual laboratories. Well, their staff is aware that they're sponsoring the foundation. Um, A lot of our vendors, I think, you know, we've got more than ever, just like Elvis noted, and that's giving us a big influx as well. But that's what it's about, to bring that money in and give it back out. Let's keep it going. And I can tell you just from, you know, Martha's obviously involved in the foundation. She's our current chair. And We always have applicants from Triad for various grants and scholarships. So to me, that shows that Martha in her current position and involvement within the industry is passing that information along. Yes, definitely. Awesome. I know I've recommended to a lot of people check out the foundation. If they've mentioned that they want to get their CDT, but they can't afford it. Yeah, right. Or they might say, you know, the NADL University, that sounds interesting. I was like, just just go on there and fill out. I mean, it's not like they're asking for blood. You just sure. fill it out. It's a no-brainer to me. Yeah. You fit, and if you get it, great. If not, you can still go. Yeah. <laughs> you can still or do you can it yourself. Or you can next year. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
It's not hard. So there's one other thing out when we're talking about the grants and scholarships. Also this year, we have added some travel expenses to some of these as well, oh, which wow. is huge. It's not yeah. just just for the business, like the business enterprise education grant. Well, now we have travel expenses included in that. It's not just for the actual tuition. We're going to help you with your travel expenses up to a certain amount. And that's huge as well, because a lot of times people can get that. Well, then they can't afford the flight or they can't yeah. afford the hotel room. Let's do this. That's true. Good call. Traveling expenses is pretty high right now. So it's actually a perfect time to uh, yeah. offer that. And what I love about the foundation, obviously, this, you know, people know that there's a board involved in the background. But you guys have got, every time you meet, it seems like you're talking about what are the needs of our industry, just like the travel expenses. Hey, we've got this grant, but what if we were to add this to it? And, you know, what else can we give out to our industry in terms of a grant that'll help promote it? It just seems like exactly. you guys, the board is like super you know, inclined and understands everything that we need because you just keep coming up with more and more and more. And we're always open for ideas too. You know, if someone, we try to think of a lot of different things, but give me ideas. I like it. But we just got to keep it going toward education. Yeah. yeah. And again, a lot of that is going with the collaboration within ADL and NBC as well, and kind of having some joint meetings to keep, make sure everybody's on the same page. The foundation actually is or has sponsored. NBC's job task analysis of their new digital workflow CDT specialty. That was huge as well. And I'm excited about that. Yep. So this is going to be a brand new CDT specialty within the current CDT credential. So it's not a new certification, but a new CDT specialty. And it's going to be digital workflow and NBC is on target to launch it fully by the end of this year. So the foundation was able to sponsor some of their efforts in order to incorporate digital dental technology into the current CDT program. Beautiful. We're also supporting NADL and their strategic plan, specifically their occupational awareness portion, um, which basically would provide multiple dental laboratory technology materials free of charge to schools. So it's a joint effort. A lot of times it's not that people aren't interested in DLT. It's that they don't know that DLT exists. Mm. So we're really taking steps back. Like what's the first thing? Well, awareness, you know, getting people involved. And as many of you know, once you're involved, at least this is what I hear. You don't get out. (laughs) (laughs) And we, we had the opportunity. I have one of my employees, come to me and said, hey, at my son's school, they're going to have a career day. And he said, is there any way I could set up a booth and be there? And I thought, well, you know, this is young. And this was a young school. This was not teenagers. This is like first graders through eighth graders. (laughs) But I said, yes. And those kids, there's photos of that. They were so involved. And I got these little wind-up teeth and had Triad Dental Studio put on it. We gave out almost 700 of those. But what a great thing because those children didn't know where, you know, crowns were made. They didn't even know that there was a crown, more than likely, <laughs> anything like that. But it's planting those seeds early. 
And I'm thrilled that we were able to do that as well. I'd love to see more of that happen. Yes. Yes. But there's no reason why we can't. I mean, we had everything to set up a booth anyway. So. Yeah, sure. No brainer. What about the online learning library? Are you still adding to that? Is it still an ever-growing format? Yep. I would say it's a slow growth, but we do house currently about 100 online courses free of charge. So we opened them up to be free of charge during COVID and the foundation board made the decision to keep it free of charge. You know, again, our mission is education. So there's ample opportunity for individuals to obtain scientific credit through the foundation learning library. We did also just start back doing webinars. We've only had one this year, but if you're on the foundation learning library, there's a webinar tab. And so that's the newest one. It was uploaded about a month ago and um, that was Kent Coli. So we, we do still add to it and it's something the board continues to discuss because um, there, yeah, there are, there's newer material, but there's also some outdated material. So um, we, we are continuing to brainstorm how we can make sure we're keeping that information up to date. Yeah. There's a lot of videos on here. There is. I'm looking now. Yeah. A... Well, awesome. This is amazing stuff. Hopefully we've encouraged maybe a few people to say, hey, let's, let's give it a <laughs> shot. I hope. If not, we absolutely encourage everyone just to come out and cheer us on. Absolutely. Yes. Of course, we have to encourage the donation part of it to Nicole's team, my team, or Elvis's team, please. Please, please. That's right. Yes. We've got three different teams on here right now. Yep. Well, let's see. I see Curve of Speed, Dental Tech Tryhards. This is what um, Elvis was talking about. First Impressions, Lithium Trisilicon. <laughs> That's great. The Abutments, and then Barb is her individual triathlete team. And I would love to see at least five more teams. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, it's not, not too late. It's we not too, too late. Out. If you're thinking about it, contact some one of us. And we can get you hooked up here. And also go to the dentallabfoundation.org. You can look that up. And it's right here on like the landing page. It talks about it. The Race for the Future, 9.0. <laughs> and it is the Chicago Triathlon. So you can always go to chicagotriathlon.com to get all the information. And yep. It's not like the foundation's doing a race. We're participating in a race that's already happening. So check that all out, and really, we'd love to see everybody there. And uh, even if you can't, give us money. Right. <laughs> and before we close, I just want to thank Voices from the Bench. You guys have been a great supporter of the foundation in so many ways, and truly, truly appreciated. Barb, what all you have done over the years, that's greatly appreciated as well. Thank you. Agreed. You have been a model for a lot of people through this industry and honored, honored to know you. And thank you. Thanks, Marla. We feel the same way about you guys. Thank you Absolutely. very much. And maybe someday there'll be the Voices from the Bench grant. Oh, oh. damn. He just threw that down. <laughs> <laughs> Voices from the Bench grant. I like it. That sounds good. Oh, I got the cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. 
I'm putting the cowbell up until August. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Put it away. Put it away, but it will be there. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you, everybody. Can't wait to see everybody, and let's let's do this. Okay, sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. Oh my God, I'm even more excited for this race after listening to that recording. Thank you, Martha, Nicole, and Lindsay for coming on our podcast to talk about something you guys know I and Elvis are passionate about. But really, honestly, thank you all for the hard work going into getting the word out, raising the money, and making sure that it goes to so many great people. One website does it all. Go to dentallabfoundation.org. Here you can click the Donate Now button, select Race for the Future, and enter the name for your favorite team or racer. And remember, you can always type in Voices from the Bench and they will split it between my friend Elvis. What's your race name? Uh, The Abutments. The Abutments (laughs) and I. 70 30, of course. Wait a minute, wait a minute. 70 30? Well, that's 70 you, 30 me. Is that what I'm thinking? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's a 50 50, nice, even, friendly split. (laughs) But at the same website, we also encourage you guys, and I'm sincere about this, to check out their large list of grants and scholarships. They are easy to fill out, and you never know. You can get your CDT test paid for. Mission to NADL University, and a lot of other great things. And who knows? Maybe someday we can get the Voices from the Bench grant, which I believe, Elvis, you brought that up. That's not a bad idea. And to be honest with you, collectively, we've done a pretty good part. And raising some money? Yeah, we have. <laughs> that was that was a little bit of a, I'm on vacation, cluelessness. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's all we got for you, and we will talk to you next week. Have a great week. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. It's beautiful here. Oh, oh, oh.